Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Well, who do we hold accountable for this uh, water cholera outbreak that we are contending with and facing with at the moment? Joining us on the line now, Micah Statler, Media and Communication Officer at Amnesty International. Micah, very good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me, and, and good afternoon to you and your listeners. Great to have you on board, Micah. Have I pronounced your name correctly, Micah? Oh, yes, no, don't worry about it. I'm so used to it. It's, um, I blame it on my parents. It's um, <laughs> naming me this. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with my... Min- sorry, go Minka. ahead. Minka. 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 Yeah. Okay, Minka. So sorry about that. At least we no got that straightened out, Minka. Again, thanks no. for joining us uh, on the show this afternoon. So as I introduced uh, your segment, uh, we're looking at the question, who do we hold accountable for this water cholera outbreak? My first question to you, what is Amnesty International's stance and findings on this matter so far? Yes, so our stance is that this is absolutely just shocking and, and, and tragic that people are dying of cholera in 2023 in South Africa. And for us, we've been talking about um, the maintenance and sanitation issues, you know, the right to water, to clean water, and that is not being upheld for many, many, many people in South Africa. And we've been talking about this for a number of years, and the cholera really is a consequence of years and years and years of neglect and of, um, you know, people not being able to, to access clean water. And there have been warnings, and even the community say that they've talked to the community leaders, they've spoken about their worries about the water in their communities, and that, uh, you know, the cholera is now a consequence of, of that neglect. So, Menko, where exactly do, do you feel, or, or rather, where does uh, Amnesty International feel the responsibility lies at this moment? Yes, so the, so so the responsibility for us does lie at national government level mm-hmm. because they are responsible for holding municipalities to account. Of course, municipalities are responsible. They should also be held responsible. Uh, in this case, you know, the city of Tuani, uh, you know, what is happening there? They what is their plan? What is their short-term plan and their long-term plan? Uh, but uh, the reports that we've also seen have said that you know these um, the city of Tuani has received warnings about this. Since you know, for, for going on twenty years, and um, but ultimately for us, the national government is also accountable because they 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 should be checking that municipalities are doing their jobs, and if people are not doing their jobs, then uh, you know there should be consequences to that. So it's really a uh, a, a whole plethora of people mm-hmm. who should be held accountable, but um, mainly municipalities, but the municipalities and the national government. Menka, as you pointed out earlier on, look, this has been an ongoing issue for many years now, and yes. uh, one has been endeavouring and trying to bring, you know, bringing this uh, situation to uh, well the authorities' attention. Communities have been voicing concerns about this. Looking at Amnesty International itself, uh, how is in the, how is Amnesty International approached? this matter with any authorities and what plans does amnesty have in mind to take this further yes so we 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 have we we do engage we understand that obviously there are it's very challenging to um uh, for for the government there, there are big challenges big infrastructure challenges that have come for many many years and some of these yes do have 
historically uh, a, a history in, in in the apartheid years and so forth, and that some of these communities were even in those days didn't have access to clean water, for example. But um, we engage with them, we write to them, we ask for meetings um, internally as well, and we we also tell them, well, let's all work together. But what we also, um, you know, what we also call for, and this we do publicly, is that. There have to be plans with concrete deadlines. We need to see these plans implemented. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's great laws, yes. but we see a lot in South Africa's lack of implementation, right? Exactly. So we do a lot of public calls on that as well. Okay, so uh, what what is your so? I, I, okay, we've we've heard what you've mentioned. You know, it, it's quite a a challenge, and you know, you got to. Uh, Overcome these obstacles and hurdles to get to so and so and what have you been Where does uh, what what positive uh, situation can Amnesty report on right now regarding this? Uh, is there any good news coming out of this at the moment? Well, I suppose the positive way that you can one could look at it is that it's a, a wake up call mm-hmm. and that hopefully further deaths might have been prevented. Um, as far as we understand, unfortunately, the deaths are still rising. Mm-hmm. But we've also seen reports of other provinces, for example, KwaZulu-Natal um, and um, the Free State in particular, really locking down, really, you know, putting out information saying this is how you, you know, you can keep yourself safe. And this is, and also what the symptoms are, of course, right. so that people know that mm-hmm. they should act fast right. if they do have any of these symptoms. And though, that's, I suppose, a positive take on it, sure. but um, hopefully the longer term positive take on it is that this is a wake-up call and that we might see implementation, concrete deadlines and keeping to deadlines of how they were get, how, how the infrastructure, the water mm-hmm. infrastructure and the maintenance of this water infrastructure uh, you know, will be updated and also how um, yeah, ultimately the constitutional right clean water for all in South Africa. Indeed, Manka, we can only, uh, well, uh, hope that Amnesty International will pursue and uh, impress upon the authorities, you know, the need to, uh, yeah, like implement these measures to control or rather eradicate, rather, let's put it that way, eradicate the scourge of cholera, which is a menace, which is, uh, yeah, imposed upon us right now. Manka, we just wish you all the luck and that Amnesty International can fulfill those endeavors. And yes, uh, we can look forward to a cleaner, you know, like water water environment and water situation. Maker, we're going to have to leave it there. We are yes. running out of time. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank Just to give you. us a background as to what Amnesty International's input and a contribution is towards the cholera outbreak, which we are facing at the moment. Uh, Maker Slater, Media and Communications Officer at Amnesty International.